Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Whoa, was it an early day for me? Got up at four, started re-listening to the book that, by the way, isn't even the right book. (laughs) Leave it to me. So here's what happened. Yesterday, I clicked on the Catholic company. I get emails from them every single day and they have some sort of book or some sort of promotion that they're giving. They have a nice, you know, prayer. You can look at the readings. You can look at some homilies of the readings as well. I keep it because there's always something beautiful that God does with that email. And yesterday was it. But since yesterday was St. Andrew's Feast Day, and I was all about evangelizing, I decided to kick this topic to today, and there must be a reason for that, because I downloaded the wrong book. I was listening to a St. Francis de Sales book, but it was called Of the Love of God. And the one that I saw in the Catholic company yesterday's email said, The Art of Loving God. And so I spent, I don't know, an hour and a half listening because that's how I learn. I'm not much of a reader, although turns out looks like I have to read this next one because it's not in audible format. Okay, bottom line, I went for hours looking and listening and writing and taking notes. And I was just like, why can't these authors, these saints who are supposed to help us write in English? <laughs> it's just so difficult to understand this howdy towdy kind of, or haughty toddy, however you <laughs> want to say that type of language. It's killing me. And then today, when I went back into the Catholic company email from yesterday, I realized I'm reading the wrong book. And it's written at a higher level because in a lot of cases, St. Francis de Sales was speaking to other religious people, other saints that were going to be saints. So they were at a much higher level than a lay person. But the art of loving God is supposedly supposed to be for lay people. So I am going to download that and start reading it and then bring you little tidbits. But there was one or two things that I gathered out of the first 
six chapters of that book. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep going through it because each title of the chapter I got excited about. But then when I was done with the chapter, I'm like, well, you didn't tell me anything (laughs) in here of what this means or what this doesn't mean. So all of the first section of the book was about the will and about how our will is the king, the president, the governor of all of our other faculties. And our will in conjunction with God's grace can completely shut down any temptation that is tantalizing our lower faculties. And a lot of people say, well, you know, it's my willpower. I don't have good willpower. But we do. Because if you're actually reflecting on these last few days, like you should be, hopefully you're having moments of freedom. Hopefully you're actually rationalizing how ridiculous this stronghold is in your life. I guess that's been what I've realized over the last few days. What what a joke. How can something like alcohol or food or laziness, again, the lower faculties of this world, the pleasure-seeking things, drugs, pornography, lust, adultery. What do all of these things really do for us? When you think logically in a sober state and you reflect back on what these things, these strongholds do to you and others in your life, why isn't our rational mind just running the heck away from these? Because we've been tantalized by them. Because they, we should be seeking the good and the beautiful. When we're not, we are truly seeking evil. And when we consent to that temptation then we become the slave to the sin. If we don't consent and we reject, that sin becomes our slave. Let's just take a couple examples. Maybe your problem is food and you just overeat or you're an emotional eater Eating brings endorphins into our body, especially sugar. And sugar, by the way, is the most poisonous substance ever, ever. Cancer feeds on sugar. Sugar is a destroyer, yet it's so addicting and it tastes so stinking good. And I guarantee you, if you live in America, we have way more sugar in all of our food than the rest of the earth. You go over to Europe and you buy something like, you're like, ooh, I'm going to go to the French pastry. 
my former company's parent corporate headquarters was in Paris. I was so excited to go get a chocolate croissant and do all these wonderful pastry thingies. And I was like, this doesn't have any taste. Where's the sugar? (laughs) Where's the sugar? Well, they use normal amounts. We have an overabundant amount of sugar in everything. All right. Maybe overeating is your problem. But if you sat rationally with yourself for a moment and said, I feel horrible. I'm, I'm sluggish. I'm way overweight. I'm compromising my health. I'm not the best person that I can be. Whether you're single, religious, or married, I guarantee you, if you are struggling with a lot of extra weight, you are not your best self. This is no judgment. It's a fact, Jack. Because if you look back rationally, and if you've been thinner, and if you've been not thin, there's fat, thin people. You know what I mean? There are thin people who are truly unhealthy. It's not about the size of your body. It's the It's the right proportion of your body, I guess, because you can still have a pretty good life, even if you have a few extra pounds. But when you have more than that to a point where you're up two sizes, three sizes, and you're feeling that you can't, you just don't have the energy, but yet you can't get yourself out of this spiral, which you feel bad about yourself, so you eat. And then you feel worse about yourself. So you eat again. It's like this coping mechanism and it gives us these endorphins, feel good endorphins. But we know we don't feel good, especially if we're not eating nutritious food, getting the right vitamins and minerals into our bodies and also working out our muscles and stretching them and taking care of ourselves. So logically, we know that it isn't good for us. We know that we feel better when we eat better and we take care of ourselves. And we know when we look back on the day, when we've done well, how happy we are, how proud, honestly, even though we shouldn't be proud of ourselves, that would be pride. But if you look back on a day where you combated all of the temptations, that's victory. Let's celebrate that. Given credit where credit is due, especially if we called out for God, for his help, let's take alcohol. Maybe that's your problem. How do you feel when you drink too many drinks? Do you remember things? Do you say things that you wouldn't have said if you were stone cold sober? Do you act foolishly? Are you a witness of God? Does your tongue get loose? Do you start swearing? Do you start falling back into worldly talk, conversation, topics? Do you feel hungover the next day? Are you foggy? 
Do you have regrets and that guilt? What about if you're watching pornography? May be okay while you're watching it. And probably if you're on the walk, it's not. But you're there. So you're going to finish the act. And then you better get to confession. But let's just say, what do you feel like when you're done? You don't feel any better outside of maybe the physical act for a few minutes. Then immediately the regret The thought of, gosh, if I ever got caught, maybe even thinking about those people who are forced into that, who are true sex slaves, and that you are helping that company continue to produce things. And then you may even go deeper and deeper into more and more horrific sexual things that once you see and they go into your memory can be used against you for the rest of your life. Maybe it's that you aren't praying. You just can't bring yourself to pray. I can't sit. The world and the cares of the world are much more important to me than God. And we know logically that that is never the way to live, especially if we've had a prayer life and we know what it's like to start every day with God on the right foot. And then that just helps you speak to God and call out to God and love God all day long. And you know, if you've prayed, how beautiful it is. And if you've received those wonderful consolation, those beautiful senses of peace and love and mercy that come through that prayer? Why wouldn't we want to have that in our life that is crazy, chaotic, disordered? And then on top of that, if we're not praying, we are out in the world living the war without any weapons. How many times have you delivered spirits over these past four days? How many times have you stopped, paused, and prayed when you were faced with a temptation? whether it's to cast out the spirit or not, or just to just stop the madness, stop living in an autopilot way where you're not even thinking about anything. The next time someone upsets you or pushes your button, don't run to that food Don't run to that alcohol, that drug, that pornography, that social media. Just sit with God and give him your emotions and say, Lord, I don't want my emotions to rule me because they make me do things 
and make me go to the carnal, earthly, lower faculties of the world. They make me go to the lowly things, not the high, godly things. And the more we go in that direction, the more our lives will be subjected to God. You know, the book kind of went through this thing where if you're a wife and you take the ring of your husband, you are subjected to your husband. Your husband should be the ruler of the family. You're subjected to his rules, so to speak. I mean, you can have a say-so and doesn't mean that you always follow the rules. <laughs> We've all been children with our parents, haven't we? Did we always follow our parents' rules? Even as a spouse, a wife, perhaps? But he went on to say that if you take the ring of your husband, you are now subjected to your husband. So you take on his characteristics. If you are marrying a king, you will be a queen and those characteristics will be a part of you. If you marry a duchess or a, du a duke, you'll be a duchess, etc., etc. And the more that we marry ourselves to Jesus, the more those characteristics are going to be a part of our lives and we will be subjected to his will his ways and that's why we are in the circumstance that we are we love the good and the beautiful and we hate the evil but we're still in the middle of battling our bodies enslaving us and the world enslaving us and evil enslaving us. So whatever it is today, let's just have a real honest looky-loo at our life. Why are we so disordered with this particular stronghold in our life? What do we get out of it? Why do we do it? What are we seeking? What are we running from? What are we afraid of? And please do not be afraid of success because it's the best thing when you can get on the other side of that sin. There is freedom there. But honestly, freedom needs to be fought for. There's not a person that's listening to this anywhere on the earth that doesn't realize that in true practical terms in their own life right now, in their own country. Freedom needs to be fought for. And we want to be free from sin. Free from all distress. The only way is with God. So my suggestion is to sit with God and have him bring to your eyes the absolute stupidity of what we're all doing. And this is me. This is me. Because I've been also saying, Lord, I feel so much better. It's only four days. 
Yes, yesterday I didn't want to do it. I waited too long, but guess what? I knew what I was, I learned from that Monday. Tuesday I did it earlier, or maybe last, yesterday I did it later. So I'll eventually figure it out. Get it done earlier (laughs) rather than waiting till later. And last night, it was it was still good. Two glasses of wine and a respectable large salad. I had to finish the rest of the dry white turkey meat. That was my deal. And then I went to bed and it was great. But there are times, you know, so yesterday I did have some emotions going on in my life in a relationship and I was, I was not going to let it rule me. So I gave it to God. And then this morning, as I went through the whole thing, I realized, oh my gosh, maybe I'm blowing this out of proportion in my own mind. And I'm glad I took a moment and a step to breathe instead of immediately responding to things. And then this morning was great. There were no hard feelings on the other side that I thought there were. I didn't feel attacked. I felt, okay, this is good. So walking with God actually works. (laughs) The crazier things have happened, but that actually works. He does help us live without emotional reactions, which never result in good things. They don't. Okay, big long one today, but I am going to read The Art of Loving God. I am going to download it and I will bring you all of the goodies that come out of that because I don't know if I'll go down the path of this other book. Um, And that's okay. If you are down something, down a path of, like, for example, I started reading Interior, The Interior Castle by St. Teresa of Avila way before I even had a prayer life. Stupid, stupid, stupid. That book was not for me. I was not ready for that book. Hence, I only read a couple of chapters because it made no sense to me. So just know Not every book that other people recommend to you are going to be for you. And that's okay. We're all in different parts of our lives. And I know that there are some of you out there also that have a lot of people that want you to follow certain devotions and this and that and the other. This is your walk. And this is why you need to pray to God, especially if you have a lot of things coming your way, Lord, which path would you like me to take? And when you review these things that come your way, because hopefully you're not just diving in without doing any kind of research into what you're going to be reading for the next few weeks or a retreat or even courses, classes, online stuff, got to know what you're getting into. And when you do, and if you get in halfway and it just doesn't work for you, then, then don't keep going down that path. I'm seriously thinking that the book I have is not for people like me. <laughs> it's for like religious people and people who are well on their way to sainthood. So 
but I learned a few things and it's always good to challenge ourselves, um, but we're all on different parts of the journey and some stuff makes sense, some stuff doesn't, but God really needs to be the one that tells you what you should move forward to. And if anything excites you and you're like, hey, this is kind of cool, then that's probably God putting that in your heart. If you're questioning it, you're like, I don't know, then don't do it. Put it on a list and go back to it. But don't also overload yourself, especially during seasons like this. We try to do too many things. Okay, my recap. Yes, I worked out. Yes, I read six chapters of the book that I thought was the book that I wanted to read. (laughs) Yes, I fasted until five and I was dying at about 2.30. I was at the grocery store too, no less. That's painful. It's like, you know, the worst thing ever to be at a grocery store when you're hungry. But I was so happy that I didn't eat and then I had to work out on that empty stomach. So I don't know what that did to me, but... I know I did a few more. I only had a couple glasses of wine and I thoroughly enjoyed yesterday. I really did. I, I was with God and I was grateful. I was at the grocery store just, I mean, I probably spent two hours there because I was so, whatever God, just take me to do. I mean, it was so, so weird. Okay. I'm going on to nothing now. And I'm looking down at the time, and now I'm wasting yours. So let's not do that. I'm going to stop. Let's pray briefly. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Lord, this walk of life and this living and learning is so interesting as an adult. How we allow ourselves to be suckered into such stupidity with these sins how we know these are bad for us, yet we still have this desire to do them. Lord, we want to seek good and beautiful things, things that are of you, not of evil. So we need your grace. We need to remember that you are our weapon that with you and your grace we can walk away from these stupid sins that do nothing to make us holier they do nothing to give us more confidence and courage they do nothing to help us love you love us love others All they do is hurt and destroy us and damage our soul. Lord, please repair and protect our soul. Help bring the knowledge and the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding down to our heart where your wisdom rules, where our will aligns to you because we love you but we also love our lives so much more when you are in it 
So help us seek your face today. All day. And trust that you are going to bring us to the other side where we will have freedom. Together we will fight and we will conquer. We know that when we say no to these temptations, that we conquer the sin. The sin becomes our slave. But when we say yes, then we become the sin's slave. And we no longer desire that. And we ask, Lord, that you change our heart's desire to love you and your ways over these evil things in our lives that make our lives more difficult, harder, sadder, more painful. Lots of regret and shame when we do them. Our lives are no better with these sins in them. So as we Prepare to see you during this Advent season. We ask for your healing. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. Thank you, Almighty Father, for choosing us. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for sanctifying us. Mary, please take our left hand, Holy Spirit. Take our right guardian angel. Please guide us, lead us, and protect us. All you holy angels and saints, the whole holy army, please come around us and guide us today. Guide us to Jesus' sacred heart, where we will feel that peace and love and joy that surpasses all understanding. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, so funny. I was going to go off on my tangent at the grocery store, but it was really nice. <laughs> it was really nice. I loaded up on canned goods. Um, one might, it was funny. I brought all these canned goods home, canned goods home. They were on sale. And my husband looks at me, he goes, what is the world ending again? <laughs> now I'm not a prepper per se, but you know, I've got this little spot in the bottom of my uh, basement that I just put extra stuff. I mean, there's nothing worse than when you're ready to make a recipe and all of a sudden you're like, what do you mean? I don't have any chicken broth or what do you mean? I don't have any canned mushrooms because I don't have any fresh mushrooms either. Like that was what I was experiencing. And I would, I'm like, come on, these canned goods, I just need to stock up. So that's on my list today is to get down into my little, what we call the sundry shop <laughs> and get that all organized. So that's one of the things that I am going to do today on top of working out and probably fasting and some other things and starting that other book, just getting my accountability peeps out there, knowing what I'm supposed to be doing today. And, um, I'll keep you my prayers. I prayed my rosary. I prayed my rosary this morning, which was wonderful. It's so nice to get up early. I recommend it. Highly, highly. All right, everyone. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day.